0: Go into all the world and preach the gospel Until your life is done If you love me, obey the great commission, yeah Churches everywhere, in every town, every province, every city, all boys shall be saved.
1: So tell me, how long
0: is it gonna take for you to obey me? Yes. I'm a- told you build a mega church and i told you have a burning vision yeah your vision must be big but all you do does not lead to church growth because your mind is on other things I'm going to replace you. I'm going to bring in someone else. Because I have a feeling that I'm waiting in vain for you to obey me. I have a feeling that I'm waiting in vain for you to do my will. Why I keep asking Am I gonna wait and pay for your love? Whoa, am I gonna wait? Why don't you want to move? Why don't you want to change? Why are you so hard? Why are you so difficult? Why don't you want to move? You have excuses My sisters, my brothers, my mothers More and more excuses Honestly I don't think Dutch, you really love me I think your heart Is somewhere For you to obey him. He says I have a feeling that I'm waiting in vain. For you to do my will. That's why I keep acting. Am I gonna wait and vain For your love. But sense a I gonna am I gonna wait and vain for your
1: love
0: am I gonna wait and bang for your love god is acting is gonna easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna wait he's been waiting is he gonna easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna will you go to some Jonah easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna easy easy Will you go to compost easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna will you go to jessen easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna will you go to nana ponko easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna will you go to pressure easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna easy Will you go to Bahaba for me? Easy gonna, easy gonna, easy gonna, easy gonna. Basenta leader, will you do the basenta? Easy gonna, easy gonna, easy gonna, easy Will you feed the sheep? Will you feed the sheep? Easy gonna, easy gonna, easy gonna, easy gonna. Will you do your basenta? Easy gonna, easy gonna, easy gonna, easy gonna, easy gonna. God is asking. Is he gonna easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna easy gonna wait in vain?
2: Wow. Is he gonna wait in vain for you to do something for him? Or you are rising up to do something? You're rising up. Wonderful. You're welcome to The Builder's Service. Amen. (laughs) It's a service for serious people. If you are not serious with God, you would not like to come for such a service. So I pray that as we keep coming, the word that we hear will also affect us and transform us. And uh, it will not be that we are just sowing seeds that are not yielding any fruits. But we shall see the fruits in your lives. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for tonight. We thank you for another time in your presence. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We ask that you will come and guide us into all truth. Teach us the word of God. Enlighten our eyes of understanding that we may behold wondrous things out of the word of God. We pray that we will not just be hearers only, but we will be doers of the word. May every word that is spoken today bring healing, bring deliverance, bring a transformation into our lives. In the name of Jesus, we come against every plan of the devil. Satan, I speak to you. I declare that you have no hold in this place. In the name of Jesus, Father, I yield myself as a willing vessel for you to speak to me. Through me, to your children. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Well, still in line with our theme for the year, uh, the what? The year of the shepherd. I want to preach from Bishop Dagg's book, The Art of Shepherding. Oh. Hallelujah and um, I'm preaching from chapter 39 okay. chapter 39 is develop flowing hearts it's one of the steps to becoming a good shepherd hallelujah develop flowing hearts usually we we'll say flow flow try and flow Sometimes we tell wives, flow, flow, cause sometimes there are some women, they don't flow. It's, 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 it's always a struggle to be with them. If you are married to a woman who doesn't flow, I'm telling you, you will struggle in the house. She doesn't flow in any way. Yeah. Doesn't flow. No. A woman who is flowing, she's like power steering. We're, When you touch her, then she moves like that. Easy. That's a flowing woman, a flowing wife. So if you're a wife, if you're a woman here, decide to be a flowing wife. Yeah. And I didn't say flowing girl, flowing wife. It's only when you are married that you should flow. Don't flow any other way. Pastor said we should be flowing, so you know, i have decided to flow. No, don't, don't. Don't don't change my message. Tell the nearest sister sitting by you, girl who is not married. Don't change my message. It's for, it's for only married people. Beautiful. Nehemiah chapter 2. I want to read a scripture. Nehemiah chapter 2. Let me read from verse 1. This is a builder's service, so I just feel that it's a good scripture to read. It says that it came to pass in the month. Nisan in the twentieth year of Artaxerxes, The king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine, and I gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Verse 2. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad? Seeing thou art not sick, this is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid. Verse 3. And the king said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lie wastes and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Verse 4. Where's verse 4? Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make requests? So I prayed to the God of heaven. Verse 5. Hallelujah! And I said unto the king, if it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. Verse 6, And the king said unto me, The queen also sitting by him, for how long shall thy journey be? And when will thou return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. See, it's a good thing to always let your boss know what has, what is happening. You don't just get up and you do things that we don't know. Verse seven. Moreover, I said unto the king, If it please the king, let letters be given to me to the governors beyond the river, that they may convey me over till I come into Judah. Verse eight. And a letter unto Asaph, the king, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beans for the gates of the palace, which appertained to the house and for the wall of the city, blah, blah, blah. And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God. Amen. Now, you see uh, somebody who wanted to build and was very concerned about the house of God, was very concerned about the things of God. And the Bible says that as Nehemiah was in the city, he heard about Jerusalem and what was going on. And he realized that he could not sit down and watch as things were being destroyed. And things were going bad. The Bible says that the walls of Jerusalem had all come down. And he couldn't just watch. In fact, he was so sad that the king could see that something was wrong with him. That's how sad he was. Sometimes you wonder whether we have a certain heart when things are not going well. Whether people feel the same way. I mean, sometimes you find somebody who is supposed to do something. He himself comes late. And when he comes, somebody is doing what he's supposed to do. I mean, he doesn't even care. I mean, if somebody is doing it, okay, all well and good. Somebody should do it. But the thing is, it should be a message to you that, listen, this is what you should have done. And somebody is doing it. And sometimes you find that even people are made to take other people's place. And it's like, it's okay. You should be very worried when somebody takes your place. Yeah. When Elijah started becoming some way, the Lord said, go and anoint Elisha in Elijah's room. Even though he was still around. Charlie, you should not be happy that somebody is coming. Or you see how the footballers sometimes when they are playing and they are playing, they say, change. And some of them they don't always say, it's me. It's you. You are the one. <laughs> you are the one. Come off the field. You are not playing well. The way you are playing is not good. You see them walking reluctantly out of, of, of the field. You know. But there are some people who they just don't care. You know. And that is the thing that you need to watch and guard against. If you're going to be somebody who will who be used by God. If you're going to be a good shepherd. Be somebody who is concerned not just about your own. I get amazed that we are in the church. You see people, they are not concerned about anything. I mean, when I step here, there are so many things that I'm just concerned about. I get worried about doors that are not locked. I get worried about gates that are Full of filth, there, there's a lot of water this, that in front, and people pass. Nobody does anything about it. I get worried. Whole place is full of sand, this, that. You give instruction, let it be done. It is not done. You wonder. People watch as things go wrong. Lights are left on, and everybody is walking. I have to come and see. The light is still on. Everybody, people around, nobody sees. It's it's just amazing. And we, we need to learn quickly. We need to learn quickly and see things quickly. It's very important. If you're going to be a good shepherd, a good shepherd is one who sees things and watches out for things. So I pray, I pray, I pray that as we go through these things, you'll be learning one or two things that is going to help you. So, in this chapter, Bishop says that the Bible describes different kinds of hearts. And it's important to work on your heart so that you develop the right kind of heart. Without the right kind of heart, you cannot accomplish much for the Lord. Because the heart is at the center of your ministry. It will determine the outcome of everything you do. So, what kind of heart do you have? Because that is what will determine what kind of person you will become. And the heart is so important because the Bible says that out of it flows the issues of life. Anything that will affect you in this life, if it doesn't come from the heart, it will not work. Anything you do, that will have an impact. If it's not from your heart, my brother, forget it. Yeah. If the thing is not from your heart, forget it. It's a waste of time. We must all learn to begin to work from our hearts. What kind of heart do you have? You know, one of the things... My wife and I we've been praying about that. Lord, give them a heart for the work, give them a heart for the ministry, give them a heart for shepherding people. Because sometimes you wonder, it's like, Minakemfe, do you know Mina, What did they say I should do? But the thing the person himself doesn't want to do is that somebody said I should do it. One lady, she had offended her husband. And they talked to her, talked to her about it. That she was some way, she should go and apologize to her husband. You know, and then she walked. Husband was sitting there, people had gathered elders. You know, that she just walked, got to the front of the husband, and said, I can't care. like, What did they say as you say? She herself, the thing is off from her heart to apologize. Is like, Huh? What, what did he say as you say? What did say? Do you think that the husband can receive such a thing? So sometimes when we are working for God, the way we even do it, you know, God doesn't even receive whatever we are doing. And you are not blessed, you will not be blessed. The blessing comes when the thing is from your heart. Yeah, and that is why we are talking about it, so that you will have a good heart. I pray that God will touch your heart today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the first thing to developing a flowing heart is that you must develop a willing heart. A willing heart. And a willing heart is a heart that is inclined to yield itself to a thing. A willing heart is one that is inclined. Already, it is tilted towards that angle. Even before you say it, it's already there. I mean, we should have people that even before we say that, we should do, oh, we need somebody to, to do this. We need somebody to handle the choir. We need somebody. Your, your heart is already there. You, you want to do it. <laughs> Exodus chapter 25, in verse 2. It says that, speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart. You shall take my offering. So God is saying, don't take an offering from somebody who feels like he's being forced to give it. It's like the tithe that you are giving is as if somebody is forcing you. The offering you are giving to the Lord is as if somebody is forcing you to give an offering. The singing you are singing in the choir is as if somebody is forcing you. And that's why you will not even come for rehearsal. And you don't even care. Because it's it's somebody who is forcing me. But me, myself, I don't want to do it. So I ask myself that, then why join the choir if you don't want to do it? If you didn't have the heart to do it, why did you even join it? Are you getting what I'm saying? If you say you want to become a shepherd, then do that thing willingly. Let it come out of your heart. Let it not be something that it looks like you are being forced. And God said, don't accept it from anybody who is not doing it uh, willingly. He said, those who are doing it willingly, those are the ones you must receive from. So, you must want to do it. Tell somebody you must want to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Whether you are a shepherd, a placenta leader, whatever you are. It's something that you want to do it. Amen. Amen. Ask the next person. Do you want to do it or you feel you are being forced to do it? Yeah. I, I should not be feeling that I'm disturbing somebody. Like I called Dora to come and sing. Then the way she's even coming is is like, I, I, I I don't have that feeling towards her. I mean, but there are some people I have some some feelings to like that. It's like, yeah. I don't need to mention names, but there are people. That's the feeling I get when I want you to do something. It's as if I'm forcing you. (laughs) Oh. You don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Sometimes even people come into church as if we are being forced to come. Hey! Hey! Yeah. You know, somebody defines willingness as the quality or state of being prepared or ready to do something. Yeah. When you have that thing, anytime time you are ready, it's a sign that you are willing. But every time it's like, uh, yeah, you want me to do, eh, uh, right now? You see, when he starts saying things like, now, you want now, it's clear that you are not, you don't want to do it. You, you mean, Bishop, you mean now? No. Three weeks time. <laughs> and, and there are some people too, when they are even saying that, they can't even see that, oh, okay, can so much, uh, it's like, eh, uh, three weeks. Okay, then three weeks. No. It means to be inclined favorably or disposed in mind, ready, eager to help. That is being willing. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, we need people with willing hearts. Willing hearts. Sometimes you need to check yourself to see whether you are willing. We've said it. Last Sunday, we were talking about the signs of willingness, you know. And it, it, it's something we need to say again and again because many people, you may not know it, but you are not. Many times, your attitude is a clear sign that you are not willing. Yeah. Sometimes when you do things, the way you don't do it well, when they say something, you have done it, but the thing is not done in a certain way. you are not willing. There are some people that I put them in charge of things. I come again. They are no longer there. They don't go for. They don't look after the thing. They are not. Oh, Charlie. Yeah. If you are that person, you know I'm talking to you. Don't, don't, don't look at me as if what I'm saying is not true.
1: They are preaching a good message.
2: Yeah. The way you just handled the thing. Yeah. I, I can think of one or two people just now, but you know, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to mention names. Number two. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You preside over the collapse of things when we give it to you. Develop a stirred heart. So the first one is a willing heart. Number two, a stirred heart. A stirred heart is a heart that is excited and moved toward the expression of an emotion. (laughs) Exodus chapter 35 verse 21. It says that, And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up. And everyone whom his spirit made willing, and they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle, of the congregation, and for all his service, and for the holy garment. So, those who came were not just anybody at all. These were people whose hearts stared them. Sometimes you wonder whether our hearts are staring us, or what is staring you? You know, but there must be a stirring in your heart. Michael, something must be stirring in your heart. A certain excitement, a certain uh, joy, a certain something moving in your heart. Yeah. It makes you want to be there. As they spoke, we need people, we need art. Then some people, their hearts were staring them, staring. It's, ah, we're going to be there. Yeah. As we've been talking about shepherding, I, I just watch as people just stand like statues. Is there anybody who wants to be a shepherd? I mean, your heart is not stirred one bit. Hey! What kind of people are these? Hmm. Yeah. So be excited about it. Sometimes we are excited about other things. Yeah. You, the same person, as we are talking about shepherding, it's as if you are uh, a. I start you. You just there. <laughs> Is there anybody who would like to join the shepherds? <laughs> you are the same person. Another thing, you see, you are stirred up. Yeah. You. Another thing, you can be stirred up. Hmm. Oh, you don't like my message. Yeah. So, I believe that God is calling people to have a stirred heart. So that, hey, so how come that nothing is moving you? It's a question. It's that when it comes to the things of God, you are not moved at all. No, you are totally dead to it. Hmm. Number three, develop a soft heart. Hmm. A soft heart is a heart that is compassionate and kind, a soft heart is a conciliatory heart. Hmm. Job 23, verse 16. It said, for God maketh my heart soft. Wow. And the almighty troubled me. But I like it. It said, for God maketh my heart soft. So, God can make your heart soft. God can soften your heart. God can give you a heart that that can be touched. Yeah. Because some of us, we have, Hard hearts. Too hard. If you have a ground that is hard, you can't sow anything in it. That is why the heart is too hard. Pharaoh was described like that. His heart was hardened. Yeah. Why is your heart Hardened? You have hardened your heart. We can't reach you. No. No. Yeah. And sometimes, sad people cannot be good shepherds. Because if you are a shepherd, eh, the type of things you'll be seeing, if your heart is not soft, you can't be a shepherd. Do you know the problems I see and the issues I hear? If I was a hard man, hard heart, the church will finish yeah if you are going to be a good shepherd you must have a soft somebody do the soft soft yeah oh hmm. Deuteronomy chapter 15 Verse 7, what does it say? If there be among you a poor man or one of the brethren within any of thy gates in thy land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden your heart nor shut your hand from thy poor brother. Because sometimes to help somebody you need to have a soft heart. In this day and age when people talk you can't even tell whether they are telling the truth if you don't take care. You will never help anybody. People have stories these days. So. And my uncle did this, and because of that, I had to go here. And so I need some money if I can get some. Yay! It's a lot of stories. pa. <laughs> One advice Bishop gave to us, he said, never, ever borrow anybody money. When the person comes to ask you for money, maybe he says, I want two hundred. If you can give him hundred, that it will not be a problem for you. Give it to him and say, Take it. Yeah. But don't give it to him and say you want it. Now your your relationship with the person is going to spoil. Yeah. Don't have that kind of heart. And some people too, when they give you something, they want to collect it back, whatever. Learn to give things out easily. (laughs) Psalm 95 verse 8. Oh. Are you here? Or you have decided to go back home? Yeah. May the Lord soften your heart. I said, may the Lord soften your heart. For God maketh my heart soft. He said what? Had they not your heart, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Verse 9. He said what? When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my work. Verse 10. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation. And said, it is a people that do err in their heart. And they have not known my ways. Verse 11. Verse Unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Mercy. The people were too hard. Nothing could change them. They were not moved by the word. Their hearts were not soft. Hey. God said they hardened their heart as they were in the wilderness. And so he too. He took them through things. Some of us, they The reason why your life is just going like this, going like this, going because God is trying to soften the heart, He's taking you through things. If you don't soften the heart quickly, you'll be going through things like that. Uh, A journey that should take 40 days. It took 40 years. Yeah. If we are discussing something with you and the discussion, it goes more than five minutes. What it just means that your heart is too hard. Sometimes you are talking to my couples. You see, five minutes. Five minutes. Check, five minutes. No. This one is not going to go anywhere. Yeah, recently I was talking to a couple. They were going back, 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 back. I said, listen, it's I don't have anything to say again. Because you are not prepared to Soften your heart. They you are holding things against this person. And this is and then, and then he, he told me that and he said me this and he said that this and the other day he was saying this and, hey hey other is your heart soft or hard. Every day we have to talk, 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 talk. <inaudible> God is taking you through all these things just to soften. And break your heart. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, you don't like what I'm saying? Yeah. Number four. Develop a communing heart. A communing heart. A communing heart is a heart that you can communicate intimately with. It is a heart that is in a state of heightened Intimate receptivity to God. Wow. Wow. Psalm 4 verse 4. He said what? Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Commune with your own heart and be still. You know Nehemiah when he came before the king... As he was standing there in Nehemiah 2.10, if you can go back to that uh, scripture again. You know, you could see that this is somebody who had been communing in his heart. He had a heart that could commune with God. And God could speak to him about the walls of Jerusalem. Do you have that kind of heart that God can speak to you? Can you find Nehemiah 2.10 that God can speak to you? You don't have Nehemiah 2.10. Ah, was that what we were reading? Ah, it said, when Sambala the Holy Night, grieved them and said that they were, verse 11, what does it say in verse 11? Verse 11, just go to verse 11 quickly. So I came to Jerusalem and I was there three days. Then verse 12, he said, And I arose in the night. I and some few men with me, neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart. To do in Jerusalem, God had put something in his heart. Can God put something in your heart? Something to do that can possess you, that can hold you so much that when people see you and look at your face, they can see that there's something in your heart. Or it's that like God cannot capture your heart in any way? When you see a girl whose heart has been captured, you can see her eyes are twinkling. One brother, he was uh, he was in the uh, Archbishop Duncan Williams Church. He said, Frankie, your eyes are twinkling. Your eyes are twinkling. (laughs) You are in love. Your eyes are twinkling. (laughs) Because something in the person's heart is showing all over. Yeah. Can God put something in your heart that can take hold of you? In such a way that you will rise up and move and go to the king and ask for permission. Yeah. Because some of us, when it's something else, you can ask your boss for permission to do it. But when it comes to the work of God, you can't ask for permission. It has not taken over your heart. When it comes to the things of God, you, you can't make an excuse. To move and do that thing. But something else you can have an excuse. Hey. Mercy. Amen. So, we should be able to have hearts that God can commune. And if you are going to be a good shepherd, I'm telling you, God would like to be communing with you all the time. Because you are taking care of his sheep. He should be able to be chatting with you, talking to you, putting things in your heart. Do this, do that, do this, do that. If he cannot do that with you, you cannot be a good shepherd. You have all these people under you that you are teaching and taking care of. Certainly, God must have something to say to you about them. But how come on your bed you can't commune with God? How come in your quiet moments, you you can't be still so that God can speak to your heart and put things in your heart even. That is what it must be. Hallelujah. Are you there decided to go back home? Yeah. Yeah. Tell somebody a communing heart. Number five, develop a heart of wax. Wax. Do you know wax? What is wax? The candle, yes. It's like wax. If candle was like something else, like metal or something, we couldn't use it the way we use it. But because it can melt, so it can be used in the way that is used. And God wants you to have a heart of wax that can melt. That is not too hard. It is malleable. It is moldable. It is changeable. Yeah. What kind of heart do you have that cannot be changed? A heart that cannot change is not a good heart. Yeah. Like somebody said, what's the use of the mind if it cannot change the bishop says here, a heart of works is pliable. It's a pliable heart. It is also a heart that has assumed a specified characteristic, quality, or state. So, some of us, our hearts have assumed a certain characteristic. We are not disturbed by any other thing. We are not moved by any other thing. This is the kind of heart that we have. Yeah. And if God wants me to be molded in another way, I am ready to also flow. (laughs) Yeah. What kind of heart do you have? Is there a heart that can be touched and can be molded? Yeah. It should be that you have that kind of heart. Wow. Hmm. Psalm 22 verse 14. Yeah. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. He said, my heart is like wax and it melted in the midst of my bowels. Hallelujah. Oh, may God give you a heart of wax that can easily be molded nicely mold me and make me this is what I pray change my heart oh God make it ever true change my heart oh God may I be like you number six Develop a burning heart. Burning heart. Burning heart. As a burning heart. Burning heart. Hey, may there be something burning inside your heart. Burning. A burning heart is a heart that experiences a strong emotion or desire. It is burning. It is burning. Then said, then he said unto them, O fools, slow of heart to believe. Luke twenty four twenty five, all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew now to the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is fast spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass that as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened. And they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. And listen to what they said. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us? While he talked with us, by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures, your heart is supposed to be burning when the scriptures are open to you. Your heart is not supposed to be dull and and, and cold. Like they have poured cold water on you. And you are just there. Boom. Jeremiah said, your word was like fire shut up in my bones. He said, I couldn't sit still. I, I, I could feel fire. Fire in me. I was fired up. I was ready to do something. I was ready to act on the word. I was ready to run with the word. That is it. Are we fired up or we are just dull in the church? God is looking for fired up people. Oh, and I see people who are fired up for God in the church. May the fire of God burn in your heart. May the fire of God burn in your spirit. May the fire of God burn in your soul. In the name of Jesus Christ, did not our heart burn within us when he speak to us? Yeah. You, you must want it. You see, you, you, you can have a certain attitude in the church. When the word is being preached, it's like I am not moved. Or you can also have a certain wow, wow, wow. Something is burning within me. Something is burning within me. Like a fuel that is burning. Amen. Number seven. And I'm just about to close. Develop one heart with those called of God. Develop what? One heart. heart. Now there's a heart that is in agreement with and united with the brethren. Hallelujah. Acts 4.32 And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart. And of what? One soul. And neither said any of them that out of the things which he possessed was his own. But he had all things common. Yeah. Hallelujah. You don't separate yourself when we say we are going to do something. Join in. Let's all be in agreement. If this is what we are doing. How many of you were at the cleanup last Saturday? You see? See, people don't have the same heart. He'll be shouting, yeah, yeah. Saturday we are clean up, yeah. But you are not of the same heart with us. You have another heart. We say we have shepherd service. All shepherds should be here. How many of you were here on Sunday for shepherd service? See, there are people with different hearts. You are not with us. Journal with us. But you must join in if we are going to do something. Let's all have one heart. Yes. Always have the mind that I'm going to be a part of it. Whatever is being said, I want to be a part of it. Don't exempt yourself, don't separate yourself. There were some people, they were called the nobles. Eh? Nehemiah chapter 3, look at it. <laughs> As a says, are you a noble? 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 Just say, who yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, also. Uh, Nehemiah 3, is it verse 5, I think. Uh, he said what? Can you put it there for us? And next unto them the turquoise, the turquoise repaired. He said, but their nobles. They did not put their neck to the work of the Lord, nobles. Just as some of us we are we don't we don't join ourselves with such things. I mean, yeah, yeah, We don't really clean up exercise. We are the nobles. What clean up are you talking about? We can't be there. As the says, are you a noble? Are you a noble man, noble? <laughs> The meaning of the word noble? Eh? Can somebody check for me the definition of noble? It's like, yeah. Just say, we, we, the way we are, we, we cannot be coming for something. You people should go for the raise. We will come on Sunday and come and sing. We, 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 we come and join in after everybody is finished. Yeah, we know we, 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 we can learn the song on our own. What does it mean? Belonging. Oh, can we have a microphone? Hey, my brother, don't be noble. (laughs) Yeah. Is that what? Belonging by rank. rank. Title. Title.
1: Or birth to aristocracy.
2: Come on now. Aristocracy. (laughs) (laughs) And then what else?
1: Having or showing fine personal qualities.
2: Having or showing fine personal qualities. Listen, if you are a noble, you can't do the work of a shepherd The work of a shepherd, we are going visitation. We are going through the houses. We are looking for the people. We are looking and bringing them, putting them in the bus. If you are noble, you'll be standing there. "Eh, Next one, come and pass. No, it doesn't work that way. Oh, I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody here. This type of nobility is not needed in the house of God. No. If you want to work for God, you cannot be that kind of noble person. Eh? Is that all the definition? Yes. What else? Anybody else has another definition? Give him the microphone. Having what?
0: Honorable qualities.
2: Honorable qualities. It means that you are the honorable. Unruh- <laughs> honorable. Honorable. <laughs> <laughs> <Unruhable. laughs> As the next one, Are you the honorable person in the church? In
1: the church.
2: <laughs> are you there? You won't join in. Everybody else should go. Ask for yeah. me. I'm I'm the this thing. And there are some people they don't they don't do certain things. In the church, if it's like cleaning this type of thing, we will like the things that everybody has been there. We come and sit down and then we control the sound. Yeah. But people should come and clean the place. No, 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 we 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 cannot. Who should clean for you to come and sit down? Yes, what other definition is there?
0: Having moral eminence and freedom from anything petty.
2: Having what?
0: Moral eminence.
2: Moral eminence.
0: And freedom from anything petty.
2: Freedom from anything petty. This type of petty, petty things, we, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't don't touch them. We don't enjoy. We are free from such things. Hey! You think that's how to become a shepherd? Get to the job! Get to the job! Roll up your sleeves. No work done. No work done. Bishop Dag always used to say, he said when he was in school, there was this guy who would be checking their scrubbing in the bathroom. I don't know whether you had people like that. I, we used to also have people like that. They would give you toilet. The toilet is SOS. <laughs> Do you know SOS? Yeah. You would not want me to see it. But you see that it is loaded to the brim like that. <laughs> it is called SOS. <laughs> and they will give it to you to scrub the toilet, man. you are pouring the water, flushing the thing. Hey, it's not the simple thing. Scrub it. <laughs> this guy had a key leg. He will be coming like this. Come and inspect <laughs> the thing. <laughs> when he comes, he doesn't even look at you. and say, no work done. No work done. Get to the job. Get to the job. <laughs> He'll be going with his king leg. Like that. <laughs> Tell somebody, no work done. No work done. Get to the job. Yeah. Get to the job. I guess some people work to clean here. I can see that it's not done. No work done. No work done. I see sand. I see all. Oh, I really would like to take a broom and clean this place. Eh? I really want to do it because it's that there are some nobles in the system they can't do some things. Yeah. Some nobles who cannot come and clean the place. Look. No. Nobles who cannot pick up things. The whole place is dirty, but will not do it. We'll not think about certain things to be done in the church. No. Yes, what else is there? Grand. Grand.
0: Grandi-
2: grandiose. And then what else? Splendid. Splendid. Noble. Any other definition? Nobody else has any definition. Okay. You have another. Give her a microphone. I am telling you who you have become in the church. That you don't do anything. Eh? Brother Norman, are you a noble in the church or you, are, you get to the job? don't like doing certain things. The hard and difficult things, you don't like them. But who should do it? Who should do it? The only way the church can grow, we need to get down to the things, evangelism, door-to-door witnessing, getting the people together into our centers We have to do it. We have yes. Possessing, characterized by, or arising from superiority of mind or ah, character. Superiority of mind. high, high minded person. They will not put their neck to the work, the nobles, they will not join it at all. The other people were doing the work, everybody, but the nobles, they said, no, we don't like these things. What else is there?
0: Or character, or hmm. of ideals, or morals.
2: Yeah, they have different ideals. Yeah. You know, these are not the things, oh, we should come and become shepherds. No, we don't want this type of shepherd thing. That's not what we are thinking about. Hmm. Where are we? Number eight, because I'm just finishing. Develop an opened heart. Opened heart. An open heart is a heart that allows God access. It is a heart that is not protected, fastened, or sealed. Now, this type of heart is willing and ready to consider. It is a heart that is available and ready for use by God. Ready to consider. Ready to consider it. Oh, yeah. God is calling me to be a shepherd. I'm, 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 I'm ready to consider. I'm open to the idea. I'm open to the call. I'm open to do things. It's like you are closed. You are closed. Too closed. God doesn't have access to you. God wants to have access. Other people are rather having access to you. And God cannot have access to you. There's something wrong. There is something wrong. How can other people, human beings have access to you mm. Mm. and God cannot have access to you? Oh, you don't, you don't like what I'm saying? You like it? it? Do you think that you have an open heart? And some, there are Some parts of our hearts are closed. Okay, God, this part, you can come there. But not this. Don't touch this side, God. If you are asking me for this one, no, not this one, Lord. You can have this one, but not this one, Lord. Yeah. God should tell you to leave that brother and give your heart to me. Oh, no, Lord. Not that one. Lord, that brother there, I beg you, I want to still hold on to him. You you can ask me to do something else, but not that one. I remember many years ago, I always shared this story. My mother shared this story with me. He said a man had a big house. Ten rooms in that house. Ten rooms. And that man, the devil was destroying his house like something. And then he got an idea. He said, let me go and bring Jesus into my house. When Jesus comes, the devil cannot survive. And he brought Jesus into the house. That night, the devil came again and destroyed things in the house. When the man woke up, he was furious. He said, Jesus, I brought you here to come and take care of this house. Look at what you have allowed the devil to do. Jesus said to him, Come and see the one bedroom you gave to me. Whether the devil was able to come there. Then the man said, okay. Take another bedroom. So that when he comes, sort him out. That night, the devil came again. Came to destroy even more things. The man woke up the following day. He said, Jesus, you are not doing your work well. I brought you here to come and look after this house. Jesus said to him, Come and look at the two rooms you have given to me, whether the devil was able to come there. The guy still couldn't get the revelation. He said to Jesus, okay, add one one more room. Add one more room. Because some people, to open up the other rooms, you are like Martha. Martha who has something in her heart, in her room, that she doesn't. Margaret, I said Martha. Margaret. Margaret. Do you know the story of Margaret? Some of you don't know the story of Margaret. Oh, how? How? How many of you don't know the story of Margaret? Ah, oh, you're lying. (laughs) Oh, how? Eh, It's not possible. You can't be in this church and not know the story of Margaret. Well, Margaret was a very beautiful girl. Very pretty girl. Those type of drop-down, gorgeous girls. And a brother who found Margaret. He couldn't do anything. Hey, when he saw Margaret, he said, man, what kind of love is this? Love is deep. When he got married, two weeks, they went to a war. So they came to take the young man that She should come and go to war. So, oh, I just married my wife. It's just two weeks ago. So I, I, I haven't really enjoyed much. He said, no, you have to go. I had to hold Margaret, he couldn't leave Margaret, kissing her (smack) Margaret, oh Margaret (smack) Margaret, oh 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 they had to come and separate him from Margaret, come on let's go oh Margaret, I'll be back too painful he went to prison he went to war and later in the war they caught him, he arrested him oh, he became a prisoner of war he was in a prison it was there, yes. The war was going on. Later, when the war was over, they were releasing people, small, small. And when they bring the list of people that were being released, when they mention the names, this man, expecting that he would be released, they will not mention his name. Oh, he's just dreaming of Margaret. Everything Margaret. Even his colleagues in the prison, they were tired of this. Why? Every day, Margaret. Every day, Margaret. Oh, my Margaret. Even when he's sleeping at night, then he'll be doing certain things. Hey! Oh, Margaret, where are you? Margaret. Then he was there. Then another list came again. And they mentioned the names of people who were being freed. He thought that this time, I'm going His name was not on the list. Oh. Oh, Margaret. Will I ever see Margaret? The guy was crying. He was there for another six months or whatever, getting to one year. Then another list was brought again. Hey. As they were mentioning the names of the, I think there were about 120 people. By the time they reached 150, the guy had given up because he didn't hear his name. Oh. Oh. So he decided to get up and go. So he and I were bored. Said so It looks like Margaret. I can't see Margaret. But when he was going, no, no, his name was 118. And then he mentioned his name. Me! Yeah, yeah. Margaret, here I come! <laughs> he was excited. He was happy. He couldn't even go back. He was running quickly, going. Before they could even pick him up to go. When he arrived in a city, the war had destroyed every building in the city. You will not believe it. All the buildings were destroyed. Fortunately, his house was not affected. Wow. It's a good thing. It means Margaret will be there. Hey! Tonight will be tonight. Margaret, here I come. Maggie, oh Maggie, then he got to the house and he knocked on the door. No response it's knocking, I mean he couldn't wait. he was in a hurry, knocking now, at the point he had two steps. Then his heart. Because these were the steps of Margaret. I mean, if you know your wife, you will know when she's coming. This is Margaret. And then Margaret opened the door like this. When she saw. Margaret was even looking more beautiful than she has ever looked. Margaret, you are going to kill me. I don't know whether because he has been in prison for a long time, that's why, but he saw that the woman was radiating some beauty. She was looking glorious. He said, ow, oh. this is the moment I've been waiting. I've been crying for this moment. Oh my Just when he thought that Margaret was going to rush on him and hold him and kiss him. Mwah, 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 mwah. Margaret held the door and slammed the door shut. Pam! Oh! Maggie! I have been away for about four years and I have come back. Is this the reception? He couldn't. Maybe because he had changed at the war. (laughs) Maybe that's why Margaret couldn't see him well. So he knocked again. Pam, 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 pam. Oh, Charlie. Margaret! Don't do this to me, Margaret. It's me. He knocked and knocked and knocked. About three hours, Margaret was not coming. Can you believe it? So he gave up and went. Oh, oh. Do you know why Margaret did not open the door? No, he didn't. I said, do you know why Margaret didn't open the door? And do you want to know at all, the way you are? I said, I don't feel you want to know. <laughs> are you sure you want to know? He liked to leave, not knowing there was another man inside the house. Oh Margaret couldn't wait. When the husband went away, she opened the door for another man. To come in. The real man who must come in. The door has been shut in front of because another man is inside there. Could it be that it is the reason why your heart is closed because God cannot come to that place because somebody is already there. And some of us, things are in our hearts. That man said to Jesus, when Jesus said it the third day when he came again, then he told him, come and see the three rooms. Then the man caught the revelation. He said, Jesus, I open all the doors to the other rooms to you. Occupy all the house and let's see what the devil will do. That night when Satan came, guess who was at the gate to wait for the devil? It was Jesus himself. Satan, he said, when he saw, he was yes, wow. Why don't you open your heart and give God access? And you will be amazed the things that will happen to your life. Some of us, your education, your job, your, your, your career. I mean, you don't allow God inside one bit. No gaffer. What's the, what's the thing? Gaffer. Gabba. Gabba, what? Bagawaya, Gabawaya, eh, Bagawaya, no Bagawaya. When it comes to this area, God cannot speak about it. When it comes to this area of your life, God cannot speak about it because you want to do what you want to do. You cannot prosper that way. You cannot prosper that way. Yeah. Have to give access to God in that area of your life. Some of the things you are doing even, God has not approved of it. (laughs) You don't like what I'm saying. And you are doing it. So the Bible says that, I have to close Acts 16 verse 14. And a certain woman, named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. Yeah. You must be open. When God speaks about something, your heart must be open to it. Sometimes it's a pastor speaking, but it's God speaking to you. How come your heart is not open to it? Your heart is shut. You are not open to new ideas. The way you want to do things. This is how you want to do it. This is how I've done it. I don't, I don't care what God has to say. Yeah. I was talking to somebody. He told me, if I can see the signs, why do I need to hear from God? If I can see the signs. What, what, your, these are your eyes that you are seeing. What things are you seeing? So you can see the signs. What signs are you seeing? Number nine. Because my time is up. Develop an obedient heart. An obedient heart is a heart that, is, that dutifully complies with the commands and the instructions of God. It is a heart that is submissive to the authority and the will of the Father. Amen. Yeah. Ready to obey. When the man heard it, he was ready to obey. He did not resist. As many of us do. When we are spoken to, we resist. We don't want to take any instruction. We don't want to take any direction. But you see, that man, that centurion who spoke to Jesus, he said, I am a man under authority. They said to me, Go and I go. And that is why I'm also able to say others go, to others go and they go. Maybe your percentile is not working the way it should, because you yourself, you are not obedient. Acts 26, Paul was speaking when he met Jesus on the way to Damascus, and the light was shining. Bible says that the midday light, verse 13, Acts 26, 13, I mean, you can imagine, light that can be, can be seen even in the sun. It must be a very bright light. Because he said, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun. Shining round about me. I mean, this sun that is up, then you can see light that is above it. Then it must be a strong light. You should be afraid. <laughs> Verse 14. He said what? And when we, I heard a voice speaking to me. Verse 15. Rise! I want to make you a minister. Oh, you have gone away from the 14 quickly like that. Eh? Go back to the 14. Ah, okay. 16. Go there. Why do you persecute me? I want to make you a minister. Blah, blah, blah. Verse 17. Eh? Delivering the people. 18. To open their eyes. Now, 19 is the verse you are looking for. He said, What? And when I heard it, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Every time there's a set of instructions that God is giving. And I believe that when we say this a year of shepherding, it is an instruction that God is giving. And he says, Become a shepherd. Don't disobey. Don't disobey. Have a flowing heart. Shepherding, when we said it's a year of the series of victory, you were flowing with that one. It's my year of victory. I am victorious. Victory on every side. You flowed with it. Now we have moved to another year. It's a year of shepherding. Flow with that one too. And say that, yes, I'm obedient. I'm flowing with this one too. 617, but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Finally, develop number 10, develop a steadfast heart. A steadfast heart is a heart that is firmly fixed, steady, and immovable. It is a loyal and unwavering heart. First Corinthians 7.37 Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but had power over his own will, and has so decreed in his heart that he will keep his virgin doeth well. Steadfast. In other words, you have made up your mind that you are moving, you are going on, no matter what. You are staying with this course. And this is it. Some of us, we have given ourselves to it. We are giving ourselves to shepherding. If that's what you are doing, give yourself to it. Steadfastly, be loyal. Be loyal in the church. Be a loyal member of the church. Because there are many things that Satan would like to do to take you away. And these days, there are a lot of things that are passing around. The other day, a brother called me. He says he doesn't believe in tithe anymore other things. He has some video about something. So many things. We need to be careful. The things that are going on uh, internet and Facebook and uh, YouTube and all these things because people are sending things. The devil is using them to put confusion in the minds of people. That this thing you say you believe in, is it really the thing? Is it really the right thing? Then your mind begins to sway and your heart is not steady this man that you say, I do, I will marry you in sickness and health, then now your heart is changing. It's changing. It's changing. We need to have a steady heart. We need to be steady in the way we are doing things. We shouldn't move away. Stay focused and stay in line. I'm telling you, there are plenty blessings on the way as we stay in line. Yeah. Don't be serving God and it's like, The thing I'm in it, but I'm also being careful. And some of the people have these wise sayings. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. It sounds nice, you know. But I heard somebody say one time, he says that you you, you, you will not put your eggs in the basket because you are not sure who is carrying the basket. But when you know that it's God who is carrying the basket you can put all your eggs inside and you will not be afraid. Stand to your feet and let us close. Oh, hallelujah. What are the ten hearts we must have? Number one is what? A willing heart. I cannot hear you. Number one is what? A willing heart. Are you willing to do the work of God? I cannot hear you. Are you willing to be a shepherd? Are you willing to do the work of a shepherd? Number two is what? A stirred heart. As the next person, is your heart being stirred or it's just? The reason why we don't see certainty because it's not stirred. It's still the same. When you have soup and you don't stir it, you don't get the meat inside the soup. But as soon as you begin to stir the meat comes up. Number three is what? A soft heart. Has the next Do you have a soft heart, or your heart is very hard? <laughs> Number four is what—a communing heart, a heart that can commune with God. Yes. Number five is what—a what—a heart of wax that can melt. Number five is what. Burning heart. It's your heart burning, burning, burning. It's burning, burning heart. Number six is what? A heart that what? Develop one heart with those who do what? Called of God. Develop it. Don't be a what? noble that you separate yourself that me I don't there are some people as we are all in the church they are also doing other things don't let anybody stop you from doing what you have to do number seven is what an open heart you must be open open to new ideas open to the word of God open to God coming into your heart number eight is what number nine number nine is what An obedient heart. May you be obedient to the calling of God this year. And number ten is what? A steadfast heart. Lift up your hands and begin to talk to God right now. Pray that you will experience these hearts. Pray that your heart will be changed. God is the porter. We are the clay. Talk to him right now. Tell God, change my heart. Make me have a flowing heart. A willing heart. Oh, a heart that communes with you. Lord, touch my heart. May my heart not be filled with things that do not give access to you. May my heart be open to you. An open heart. A willing heart. Oh, a burning heart. In the name of Jesus. Pray tonight. Tell God, touch my heart. Place your hand on your chest and ask God to touch your heart. Pray that your heart will be turned. Change. God giving you another heart. A soft heart. One that can be moved and molded, changed and transformed in the name of Jesus. That you are not set in your ways. That God can change your heart and use you mightily. This year, pray that you have an obedient heart. That you obey the word of God. You obey the instructions of God. You obey the new vision that has come for the year. It is our year of shepherding. Pray for grace to also obey it. And walk in that one. And not separate yourself in the name of Jesus. May God touch your heart and give you a steady heart. That as you obey and as you fix your eyes on him, you will not move away. You will stay serving God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. I fix my eyes on you. The author of my faith. Oh, casting aside. Every sin and every weight. Oh, I fix my eyes. I fix my eyes on you. Oh, I lay my burdens down. Oh, and letting the curse of this world not fade away. Oh, one thing. One thing I ask, oh, this one thing I seek, that I may dwell in your house, oh, Lord, my King, oh, 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 all the days of my life. I want to gaze upon your beauty and seek you in this holy place. Oh, one thing, one thing I ask, oh, this one thing I see. That I may dwell in your house, O Lord, my King. Oh, 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 all the days of my life, oh, I want to gaze upon your beauty and seek you in this holy place. Tonight, as every head is bowed or eyes closed, maybe you are here tonight, somebody invited you, but you're not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you're here like that, you want to give your life to Jesus, just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you because it's also a night of salvation. You can open up your heart to God and let him come into your heart. You want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, O God, for salvation in this house. Thank you, O God, for hearts that are open unto you, willing hearts that are obedient and steadfast to follow you all the days of our lives. We pray for grace to flow in the things that you have called us to do, to flow in the work of shepherding. May our lives please you. May we be pleasing unto you. We give you thanks.